You're listening to the King's Place podcast. Presenting music, comedy, spoken word, poetry, and art from around the world. kingsplace.co.uk Hello and welcome to the King's Place podcast. This is a new monthly podcast full of all the latest news, information and exclusive interviews highlighting the upcoming events at King's Place. So on this edition we talked to Graham Henderson about how he's bringing poetry into London and the King's Place stage. The Schubert Ensemble tell us how they want us to re-examine the music of French composer Sanson and his contemporaries. And we learn how in July, with Punch and Judy, Canal Boats, Ping Pong, Puppets, Deck Chairs and much more besides, King's Place becomes King's Place on Sea. But first we sneaked into a practice room in the lower levels of King's Place where pianist Alberto Portugais was preparing for his upcoming King's Place events. We asked him about the theme of his week of forthcoming concerts, his love of Argentinian music, the passion, the poetry and much more besides. Uh, well, it's the music I grew up with. It's the music that uh, it nowadays is, has become completely international and uh, both classical music or academic music, uh, mainly by Ginastera or Guastavino or Piazzolla, is known the world over. Then the folk music, mainly the Buenos Aires uh, music, the tango, has also become a real international, although it is still Argentinian music, I think now it loved the world over. I, I say Argentinian music, the tango was originally born in just next door to Argentina in Uruguay. This is the more traditional tango represented by the cumparcita. What is a tango? It is uh, dance music, but it's also music that is sung and that has uh, a history, that has, has something to tell. Uh, most of the time, there are a few happy tangos, but on the whole, the tango is a reflection of human passions, of human feelings, of love, of treason, uh, you know, unfaithfulness, or you know, drama. You laugh, but it's not for laughing. And this is a celebration of the independence of uh, Argentina? We are celebrating the 200 years of the independence of Argentina from the domination of Spain. It wasn't just Spain, it was really the Catholic Church, and this is why they converted by force the whole continent they conquered, exactly the same way the Church of England did with North America. Kings and queens and, and, uh, and all the na- navies were really used by the church in, in their name. They were invading, conquering countries. On the, in the first concert, a lot of music inspired by the folk music of Argentina. Not the tango, that is the music of the city, Buenos Aires, but uh, more the music of the countryside, of the gauchos. It's a music by Guastadino called Bailecito.
And is it fair to say the music of Argentina has been important throughout your career? Oh, this music has been with me all my life. Of course, I play the music from the world. This year, being also the bicentenaries of Chopin and Schumann, I do a lot of concerts dedicated to their music. And as vice chairman of the Beethoven Piano Society of Europe, I do a lot of Beethoven music. I love all music. To me, there, there is really no division except for good and bad music. That's all. But its its origins don't make the slightest difference. And during this week, there are many brilliant guests, but perhaps one of the most famous is Martha Argerich. How does she get involved? Oh, Martha is, a, is a, of course a great artist. Everybody knows Martha. Uh, she is a very old friend of mine and she has very kindly in her very busy schedule accepted to come and play. We've recently played together in Rome. We didn't have time to prepare any Argentine music. We played music based on Brazilian themes called Scaramouche by Mio, and this is what we will be playing here also. But at the same time, we'll, in the program, we will also play uh, a tango by Piazzolla, arranged for eight hands. Two pianos, the man who did the arrangement, called Eduardo Huber, he will be, he's also from Argentina, and he will be with us playing, uh, and then a former a pupil of mine and piano, very talented pianist from uh, Budapest who is coming, Kathleen Schillag, will do the fourth piano. So eight hands to do this wonderful work, La Muerte del Angel by Piazzolla. I was very fortunate to meet Piazzolla through the, uh, the great Argentinian composer that I play a lot, Ginastera, who taught Piazzolla when Piazzolla was a younger man. Since... We met in Switzerland uh, 35 years ago. I, I then, in those days, Piazzolla was very, very well known in France and Italy, but not so much in England. And I asked Astor, why don't you play in England? He says, well, well I'm not invited. Uh, I said, give me a record of yours. I will see what I can do. And I took it to a man called Pierre Audi, who was then the director of the Almeida Theatre. And I knew that he was interested in unusual thing of quality. And, uh, and of course, the moment he heard the recording, he said, Oh, Alberto, we must bring this man and his group. So this is how um, I'm responsible. I'm very proud <laughs> to be responsible for Piazzolla's uh, debut in uh, Britain. Well, since we are talking about Piazzolla, this is, uh, for instance, I play just a few uh, notes of this famous Adios Nonino. Nonino, uh, Nonno is the grandfather. Nonino is little grandfather. <laughs> Alberto Portugal is talking about a week of events that celebrates Argentinian music, which runs from the 1st to the 4th of July. It's a special week of music, poetry, art, food and plenty of tango. Full details at the website kingsplace.co.uk. Every Monday night at King's Place, the venue devotes itself to the spoken word with its Words on Monday series. Regular contributors to this are Poet in the City, whose mission is simple to bring poetry to the heart of London. We caught up with Graham Henderson over a cup of coffee at King's Place to learn more about Poet in the City. 
Uh, my name is Graham Henderson. I'm a chief executive of Poet in the City. A Poet in the City is a, a new poetry charity that specialises in winning new audiences for poetry. We have an extremely good record at uh, attracting people who don't normally think of themselves as poetry fans and who don't normally attend poetry events. Poetry has always been an essential part of human culture. Poetry is something that people reach for at their crucial turning points in life, and uh, whether it's you know births, marriages, deaths. Actually, one of the misapprehensions about poetry is it's all about daffodils and nature. Poets address some of the toughest issues that face human beings, and uh, part of our project is to is to introduce poets and poetry, which will really connect with real people and their lives, including you know lives in the urban environment. We started doing uh, Words on Monday events shortly after the building opened in October 2008, and we run about 10 events a year uh, in the series, and it features some fantastic events, uh, and, and some of the best-known poets uh, writing today, including Carol Ann Duffy, the new poet laureate, who did an event with us here very recently. And it was particularly nice because uh, it, uh, Carol Ann took the opportunity to introduce the audience to three contemporary poets who, you know, had much less, uh, were much less well-known, so that they uh, were able to broaden their, their appreciation of contemporary poetry. Every now and again, poetry makes a spectacular breakthrough, which sort of demonstrates you know, how wide its popular appeal really is, whether it's Il Postino and the poetry of Neruda or the um, latest uh, John Keats film, Bright Star. You know, suddenly, the market for a particular poet and their work you know, is, is, is enormous. Uh, I think it's anything that can remind people of poetry is good, and the new poet laureate, Carol Ann Duffy, is doing a wonderful thing by writing lots of topical poetry which you know, immediately uh, expresses our latest preoccupations, whether it be snow or financial crisis or MPs' expenses in the forms of you know, uh, wonderfully written poems. The events coming up include a, a Thomas Hardy event in September um, uh, featuring the work of a great novelist who actually thought of himself more as a great poet. So that's going to be very interesting, and that's with his acclaimed biographer, Claire Tomalin. We're also uh, doing an oral epic poetry event very soon, which uh, on the 7th of June, which is uh, going to be a fantastic exploration of, of poetry from, from societies uh, which didn't have written cultures. Um, and um, we're also in the autumn doing a wonderful American poetry event uh, called Corresponding Poets about the um, wonderful American poets Elizabeth Bishop and Robert Lowell who also uh, wrote to each other over about a 30-year period. Uh, so that's going to be a great celebration of Americana. People who haven't attended a live poetry event uh, often are quite exhilarated by the experience because you know the power of, word, of spoken word performed live on stage is very different from the word on, on the printed page. So I would encourage anybody to come and experience poetry for themselves. Graham Henderson from Poet in the City. They return to Words on Monday on the 7th of June with their oral epic poetry event and will make regular appearances throughout 2010. Sanson was a dazzling pianist and accomplished composer and it's his music that the Schubert Ensemble will be celebrating from the 9th to the 12th of June in a week of concerts entitled Sanson's Paris. We caught up with William Howard and Simon Blendis from the Schubert Ensemble to learn more about the composer. I think as with many composers who aren't the most famous and popular composers of all, he's known for a handful of works such as The Carnival of the Animals, and many people know his second piano concerto and one or two other pieces. But I think very, very little is known about Saint-Saëns beyond that. 
and he wrote an enormous amount of works which are not very often played. So a Sato week gives the opportunity to explore a composer a little bit deeper. I think when a composer is only known for one or two pieces, there can be a bit of distortion. And we found doing a foray week here at King's Place that many people knew foray only through the Re Requiem and were absolutely delighted to discover a composer who offered incredible riches in other areas of repertoire. And I hope people will have the same experience with some of the Saint-Saëns pieces which we are producing. Well, it's really what you say, Sanson, what we're showing here is that he wasn't just a composer. The important thing about Sanson was what he inspired. He was the figurehead at that time, and he brought all these composers together and encouraged them to write chamber music in a sort of French national idiom. And so it's the other composers that we're featuring as well, Chausson, Dandy, César Franck, that were in Sanson's circle in Paris at the time. And there was this incredible flowering of sort of late romantic French music. So in a way, we have the two sides of Sanson in this this week, that's Sanson the composer, but also Sanson the figurehead, and I think they're equally important. This is the King's Place Podcast. So summer is finally here and it's time for the return of King's Place on Sea from the 24th to the 25th of July. A family weekend packed full of fun activities with everything from ping pong to punch and judy. We caught up with event organiser Joni McGill at King's Place to learn more about how everyone can get involved. Uh, well, it's basically the idea about it is to sort of allow families to do something creative together and also give families with sort of members from zero to 100 the opportunity to have a seaside kind of experience without having to leave central London. So we've got loads of loads of free activities. We've got um, Punch and Judy shows. Tarperley Community Narrowboats are going to be running pirate-themed um, boat trips. We've also got um, the Sing London project. Sort of they're doing um, street ping pong this year and we're going to have a ping pong table on the concert level foyer which will be decorated by an artist um, so there, there are just loads loads of things to come down, get involved in um, and have fun. And I believe last year was the first uh, King's Place on Sea? Yeah, last time we did, it was our first year and it was kind of a bit of an experiment to see kind of um, how, how it would go um, we got great feedback last year, which is why we're sort of bringing back a couple of the um, workshop leaders who we worked with last year who um, really seem to, to enjoy their workshops. We've got Contemporary Dance for Children, and we've got Be a Young DJ um, workshop, so you can come and pretend you're on the decks in the O2 Arena. And is this an outdoor and indoor event? Definitely. I mean, I think because, I mean, we're really lucky we have the outside terrace, so if it's sunny, people can go and sort of enjoy the sunshine. Also, if it's raining, there'll be um, Arctic Circle are going to do installations and um, projections, giving an underwater seaside theme as well. So even if you're inside, you'll feel like you're kind of somewhere near the sea, getting that kind of flavour. And lastly, what are you looking forward to? Punch and Judy! <laughs> it's typical seaside thing to do, and it's being um, run by Professor Eek, who's been the resident um, Punch and Judy over at the Thames Festival for years and years and years, and there'll be magic beforehand, there'll be 
there'll be balloon sculptures, there'll be punch and juicy, and it'll be absolutely brilliant. And if you are sort of slightly worried about that kind of thing, you can meet all the puppets at the end of the show and ask them questions, so it'll be absolutely brilliant. So don't be afraid of the crocodile. And to learn more about King's Place on Sea, we caught up on the phone with Lisa Mead from Apples and Pears to find out about Spin, a special poetry event for children. Whirling, twirling, twisting tails, words and pictures never fail. Playful poems will pirouette, around and around, don't lose your step. We're very exciting so we're going to bring our show called Spin, which is a family poetry show for audiences aged 7 plus. And it's based on the idea of a standard sort of poetry gig. So we, we have a different lineup each time we go to different places. We have three performers and one is generally storytelling based and one is maybe a poet and one is often hip hop based. And they do little sets, maybe 15 minutes of material, which is all obviously appropriate for children. And then... And that's kind of the setup of the gig. So it's a nice way to kind of have a little taste of what poetry can do. And do you find that children really take take to poetry? It's quite interesting. Primary school kids generally really like poetry. Um, I think they do it. They're quite used to using rhyme. They use a lot of, particularly when they're younger, a lot of storybooks have rhythm and rhyme to them. So it's kind of much more in their just general way of being. You know, that's kind of what Apples and Snakes is about, really, trying to um, show people that poetry is lots of different things and that you come across it every day in your life. Um, and it's in songs and it's in lyrics and it's on radio ads and it's just about using words in interesting ways. And what should people expect from, from Spin? It's quite interactive um, in different places and generally the way that we, we do it is have a mixture of, of people that are very interactive so often the person that's hosting it will get the, the chance to do lots of call and response things so you know some, some of the performers will bring them on stage to do things, probably lots of joining in. And then we also programme a storyteller. Children absolutely love the storytelling because it's such an unusual thing to do. We all get read books, but very often we don't get told stories where somebody's just standing on stage and telling you this amazing story that you can go into your imagination with. And and why should families and and children come to this poetry show? I think what's really lovely about Spin, the idea of coming to a poetry show, is that it's very, very relaxed and informal. I think the poets are really good at engaging the parents as well as the children. It's a, it's a really sort of easy 45 minutes, 50 minutes of entertainment and, and probably something you might not have thought about doing, but when you do it, you'll kind of come away thinking that was a really great, a great time. Whatever happened to Airborne? He was the most amazing breakdancer ever born. He could stand on his head. He could spin round and round. It was like he was a builder drilling a hole into the ground. His footwork was dope. And he always looked fresh in his tracksuit, his trainers and his Adidas vest. He had thousands of moves that he liked to flex and he'd crush you with a power move and then he'd shout, Next! Lisa Mead talking about Spin, part of this year's King's Place on Sea Family Weekend, which happens on the 24th and 25th of July. You've been listening to the King's Place podcast. Please visit our website, kingsplace.co.uk, for more information about any of the events you've heard and to book tickets. Tickets for all events are available from as little as £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast. Presenting music comedy 
spoken word, poetry, and art from around the world. kingsplace.co.uk